Hey everybody, this is Brad Williams and I am the pastor of B4 Church. Welcome to our podcast. My prayer is that this would help you behold God, that you would see him for who he is, that you would belong to community, that you would be everything that you were created to be, and that you would be able to dream beyond the limitations in your life. So I hope you enjoy this teaching and we look forward to seeing you in person soon. Hey everyone, welcome to the B4 Church podcast. My name is Alex and I am hosting a series of conversations this month at the start of season two of this podcast with Ashley Rich and Kimberly Pazley. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you. So excited to be here. Yeah, and collectively, we wanted to say to everyone listening, Merry Christmas. But did we? Because Christmas is over. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But no. It's not. It's not. Well, no, no, but technically we're <laughs> recording this before Christmas. Yes. But it is coming out in January. Yes, January 5th. But, but that's still not the end of Christmas, which I try to convince my husband every year. Christmas does not actually end until January 5th because in the church calendar, Christmas goes from December 25th until January 5th. And then on January 6th, you have another holiday, which is Epiphany. Wait a minute. Okay. I've never heard. Kimberly, have you ever heard of the Epiphany? No. Again, I went to a school called the Epiphany, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I have spent my whole life uh, as a Christian celebrating Christmas, never knowing that there was this other holiday. And listen, I went to Bible college. I have a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in ministry for a dozen years, and I have never heard of Epiphany. What is this? Yeah, it's... It, well, actually what happened back in the day is the Western Church celebrated Jesus' birth on December 25th, and then the Eastern Orthodox Church celebrated Jesus' birth on January 6th for various reasons that no one actually cares about. They had different dates. <laughs> um, but eventually they kind of combined the two. So we celebrate Jesus' birthday on December 25th, or at least his birth, not only his birthday. Um, and then on January 6th, we, the church celebrates the coming of the wise men, or the magi. Wait okay. a minute. So my manger scene... <laughs> Is not correct. Yes. The, the wise men did not come for probably like two years after oh, Jesus was born. So the shepherds and the wise men should not technically ever meet, but it's okay if they do. They look better that way. Okay. <laughs> so everybody's taking down their majors. Right. <laughs> no, or just progressively put it up. Have the shepherds come and then they leave and then the wise men. It's fine. Right. People's yards but, will only have wise men on yeah. January 6th. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Mary, Joseph, and the wise men, the shepherds have already been put right. back into the attic. All right. <laughs> It's actually interesting you brought that up because um, as we were talking about this, I was thinking about how the story that surrounds the epiphany, um, the magi, not necessarily wise men, maybe they were wise, I don't know, um, that how it happened and when it happened would have been an utter and complete surprise to Mary and Joseph, mm-hmm. especially a couple of years after Jesus was born. Like yeah. the big moment had come and now they're kind of just living their normal family life, mm-hmm. raising a little baby um, and is a toddler at this point, which, I mean, Ooh. toddler Jesus. Come I would on love now. to see toddler They're Jesus. Probably super cute. Yeah, he probably was cute. <laughs> probably <laughs> never had a dirty diaper no. or a tantrum. Oh, I think that's false. I but. probably is false, actually. <laughs> but out of nowhere, these kings from the Far East show up with gifts that basically make Mary and Joseph wealthy, like mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And those are like, those are the win moments. Those are like the green lights, right? Those are like, yes, let's, right? If somebody showed up and handed you a million dollars, Kimberly, and just was like, hey, out of the blue, here you go. I'd be feeling pretty good. It's a good day. (laughs) Right? It's a good day, right? That's better than somebody leaving I feel like I've not ever heard that preached before. Interesting. I've never heard that. 
Did so, you know that before we started talking about well, it? Well, I, I knew that they showed up and I knew yeah. they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Right. Don't really know the, the dollar value. Oh. But just to like hear you say that. Yeah. And then now you take away the takeaway is they were wealthy. That, mm-hmm. That's pretty, that that changes the story. Well, and a like bit, out right? of the blue, too. Right. These were like a young couple that was like just trying to get started. And then all of a sudden they have these really, really like ornate and expensive gifts. You were telling me earlier about how yes. frankincense is, is like, like <laughs> extracted. Yeah. Yeah. So frankincense is made out of, it's basically like a sap that grows out of certain kinds of trees. And these trees generally grow in like craggy cliff kind of places. And so it's actually really dangerous to collect the frankincense because they grow in these crazy places. And people who grew frankincense back in the day would, in addition to them being in a terrible location, would put snakes in the trees, poisonous snakes, so that thieves would not come and steal the frankincense. Okay. But but when I heard this story, I was like, but what do you do when you go back to your tree and there's poisonous snakes in them? You know about the snakes. You're a snake charmer, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I guess you hire a snake charmer? <laughs> I think you have to kind of be one to do it. I don't know how that works. But that's why it was so expensive. So a gift of frankincense is like, like the gold is valuable. The frankincense is probably just as valuable. And it was right. useful for like, I mean, people use uh, essential oil frankincense. It's apparently right. good for everything. Right. Um, because in the ancient world, it was apparently good for everything. Well, yeah. And you got to think about in a, in a day and age when ri- you couldn't go down the street to Rite Aid and get yes, like, you know, medicine. That. Right. Like not only were you given gold, mm-hmm. but um, you then also um, had medicinal, like medicine. Medicinal? I don't know. Medicine. Medicine. Yeah. That you could um, give to your child or yes. to your spouse. It's also used or, for perfume. Mm-hmm. So you could sell it for it a lot of money. Smells good. It smells very nice. So myrrh is the next gift given to Jesus. What is myrrh? Okay. So I just Googled it. <laughs> myrrh is Because we used... didn't look it up beforehand. <laughs> right, right, right. That's okay. Myrrh is used to make medicine. Myrrh is used for indigestion, ulcers, colds, cough, asthma, does that sound like COVID right now? Right. <laughs> Lung congestion, arthritis pain, cancer, leprosy, spasms, and syphilis. Oh, oh well, let's hope Jesus didn't need yeah. it for that last one. <laughs> and, and I'll leave the, the other Okay. Off. But what? Yeah. I mean, well. That's amazing. It, it is amazing. A lot of useful things. Right. Well, and, and too, it seems like it would have been very valuable at the time. In fact, we also Googled and found out that the frankincense and the myrrh together would have been more worth more than just the gold. Right. right. So three very lavish, expensive gifts. Probably hard to come by. Yes. Very yes. hard to come by. Yeah. So Especially for a carpenter, carpenter. and a... Mm-hmm. So you can imagine like the day, right, when <laughs> these kings out of nowhere show up, they give you gifts that you could have never afforded yourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's probably a good day. <laughs> it's a great day. <laughs> it's green light day, right? Yeah. It's it's like, yes. And immediately after that, an angel appears to Joseph and says, you need to run for your life. Mm-hmm. More technically, you need to run for your son's life because mm-hmm. there's a crazy megalomaniac who's murdering infants and your child is one of them right. that they want. So right off the bat, these kings from the East give them something that they could have never earned or worked for. They became wealthy beyond imagination and they became homeless refugees in Egypt, like overnight. Right. Mm-hmm. They're fleeing for their lives. And I was thinking about Epiphany this year, being that it's the first year I'm going to be celebrating Epiphany. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, and I thought, how fitting. Like 2020 did not start 
<laughs> did not start the way we expected, right? No. Um, I had like my goals for 2020. <laughs> I you looked know, mine and, up too. Yeah. <laughs> They're kind of funny. It was like, yeah, this is going to be the best decade ever. <laughs> okay, I'm just surprised that you guys still do that. No, well, I had just read Michael oh. Hyatt's Your Best Year Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that was the most misleading book title to be reading in 2019 for 2020. It's funny because like, I don't see anybody coming out there anymore and being like, this is how to make 2021 your best year ever. <laughs> no, nope. Most people are coming out now saying like, this is how to make 2021 not the worst year of this your life. This is how to cope with 2021. <laughs> yeah, right. and I was just thinking about how in the beginning of this year, it started with a lot of hope and expectation probably a lot of things that Mary and Joseph were experiencing and feeling when these mm-hmm. kings showed up out of nowhere. And then it was like overnight, their whole world got turned upside down. And they had to go be foreigners in a foreign land, a language they probably didn't speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reality is, is that you don't want to be traveling across country with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. <laughs> and you, a two-year-old. And a two-year-old. <laughs> right. You become a target, right? Yes. Right. And, uh, and you're told by an angel that's visited you in a dream that you're going to be safe and okay. But I, I mean, I don't know. I got to think that like a weekend you're like, was that like was a that hallucination? Real? Was that real? Like, Yeah, that's literally going from the highest mountaintop experience to my house burned down the next day. <laughs> like, <laughs> We're talking about Mary. It's just such a shame. I mean, Mary, Mary had, you know, she, she delivered the Savior. Right. So yes. she already had. The, the angel come to her and right. talk to her and and tell her, foretell the story. So she's got to be thinking, okay, I got to believe this, this too. Okay, what but is, I hear that. But then right. like we fast forward to when Jesus is like 11, right? And his parents <laughs> right, forget right. him at yeah, the, at the temple, you know? And then like, ah, and they like go back to find him. And he's like, didn't you know I'd be about my father's business? Right. Like something and they're about- they're like, no. They're like, <laughs> no, I forgot. That. Yeah. Like, you're supposed <laughs> okay. to be with us, you know? Yeah. So I, I've often wondered like, you know, they were human. I mean, right. yes, they True. were used in miraculous ways, but there had to be times when they completely doubted what was actually going on. I'd mm-hmm. agree with that. You know, yeah. and and obviously moments of unexpected trauma happen in their life like they happen in our life. Mm-hmm. And we ask God these same questions. I would venture to guess that they would ask him as well. Is this really real? Yeah. Right? You know, is this? So I just thought, hey, what a great theme to sort of talk about, not just for this month, but also for the rest of this episode um, and the episodes to come. What do you do when things don't go the way you expect them to go? Yeah, I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's I, the entire Christmas story is kind of, it's almost like a roller coaster of like, Mary, yay, you have been visited by this angel. That's super awesome. Oh, wait, now I'm an unwed mother and my future husband might leave me. Okay, he's going to stay. Yay, this looks good. Oh, wait, I'm giving birth in a stable. That seems pretty bad. And then, oh, like these shepherds are coming. Like, this is cool. And then like nothing until two years later. And then these wise men come and they give you these gifts and you're like, oh, yes, like now it's happening. Like the king thing, like Mm -hmm. it's all coming to fruition. And then it's like, oh no, we're running away from our lives. We're living in a foreign land. This is not what I expected. And I, I feel like I've had some similar thoughts throughout 2020 and thinking about 2021 mm-hmm. of 
okay, like, boo, we're all trapped in our homes. Yay, it's summer and we can do stuff outside. Oh no, now the cases and we're locked back in our homes again. Yay, there's a vaccine. Boo, that's probably going to take months of just this like constant anticlimactic roller coaster ride. And it's been a struggle for me to figure out like, how do I stay a sane person when I can go from highest exaltation of high mm. and hopefulness one mm-hmm. day and the next day be like, I am a puddle of sadness on the floor <laughs> and I need someone to like mop me up. And then like, yeah. how do we, how do yeah. we function in this anticlimactic, unexpected craziness? That's a good question. I think one thing we can agree on is that let's not try to approach 2021 like it's going to be the best year ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I want a refund from Michael Hyatt on that one. <laughs> yeah. So true. But we should temper our expectations and yet be people of hope. Mm-hmm. That's the challenge of the Christmas story. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I think it's there's a lot of things in life where change like something changes overnight but the consequences of that change can take days months or years to fully realize so like you know when I was single waiting for years and years and years I really 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 want a boyfriend yeah I have a boyfriend that changed at some point but then it was like oh now there's this whole nother thing of like waiting something has changed but I'm still like in a waiting pattern and I, I think there's a lot of things like gardening where you're like yay I plant all my plants <laughs> and then you just sit around and wait and yeah something's gonna happen eventually you've made the big change of planting the seeds but then you have to wait for the consequences of that to fully be consummated mm. and that's kind of how I felt about this year as I'm thinking about it is yeah there might be change coming there might be a vaccine there might be whatever but it's it's gonna be like watching my garden grow not like, I don't warp speed or something like that. <laughs> Wish it was more like a warp speed. Well, right. that's what it was called, That's right? what it was it called. Was I didn't even it do was. that on purpose. Warp speed. That's a, that's a good one. That's appropriate for the time. Um, I was thinking as you were talking about this idea of planting and waiting. Um, this is a metaphor Jesus uses all the time. Mm-hmm. My friend Carol Ann was telling me about a bamboo that when you plant it, it doesn't actually grow at all for six years. Mm-hmm. And then after six years, it grows six feet. It's like exponential okay. growth, but there's a time of like incubation, a time of waiting. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that's been a challenge for myself, but I think it's been a challenge for most of the people that I pastor or most of the people in my community that I just get to know, my neighbors and stuff, is that this has been a hard year to anticipate something mm-hmm. and not know what's going to come on the other side. The bamboo story or analogy is like fun and cute because we know that it'll grow six feet on mm-hmm. the other side of six years. But we don't know what's going to come on the other side yeah. of a year like this. No, we don't. Yeah, and I think that's what makes thinking about 2021, like usually the week before Christmas and New Year's, I will sit down and I will make all of my goals and all that. Mm-hmm. And this year, I don't think I'm going to do that because I have no idea what to expect. And I— yeah, I, because I'm not sure what the year is going to look like. It's like I don't know what to plant because I don't know what the what climate I'm in or what the conditions are going to be. So I almost just want to like wait mm-hmm. <laughs> and see like where do we land before I start thinking about what kind of seeds am I wanting to plant in my life this year. So Which, like a couple practical things that I think we can do coming into this new year that could maybe be different mm-hmm. than what we've done in the past. Um 
there's a difference between a goal and an aspiration, mm-hmm. right? Um, for me, a couple of years ago, I decided that in the new year setting goals wasn't big enough. I needed to set aspirations, which sounds funny. But the idea of an aspiration is say, this is the kind of human being I want to become. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not the things I want to accomplish. I was reminded a few years ago that I am not a human doing, but a human being, right? Mm-hmm. right? And um, I want to look at my next year through the formation of my character, not through the things that I have accomplished or not accomplished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys, you guys both, when we sat down, said, I, my goals for 20, you look, you looked back at your mm-hmm. goals. Yeah. And I said, why do you guys do that? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that, that's kind of what I mean. It's sort of right. like you write these things down that you may or may not achieve, you know, yeah. and you're looking back and, and I don't know what, which ones you, you wrote down and if you actually yeah. did achieve them. But at the end of the day, I really feel like it's transforma- It's a life transformation each and every day that yeah. God is actually hoping and wanting yeah. for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and to be clear about my goals, and now I'm confusing saying I don't actually set goals, I set aspirations. But the truth uh-huh. is, is that when you first set your aspiration, this is who I want to become, mm-hmm. then what follows that are things that you do. Mm-hmm. Right, because like right. my actions are going to follow that. Exactly. So there was an aspiration that, um, you know, after three kids, I wasn't as um, healthy <laughs> <laughs> as I was before kids, and I set an aspiration that in 2020 I would be healthier physically. Mm-hmm. Now I'll tell Did you, not that, make that easy on you. No, well, I would say the first like eight months, I would look back and I was like, I am not. I'm going the wrong direction. <laughs> the COVID, the COVID nineteen <laughs> is real, right? Most definitely. Yes. But in the last three months, I made a shift and a change, and I am healthier this year than I was before, and it required certain actions to take place. So, you know, the idea of setting these big lofty goals about you know things I want to accomplish. That's not as much the case as I wanted to be a healthy person, right. mm-hmm. not just physically fit, mm-hmm. mentally sound, emotionally sound. Right. Uh, you know, restarted therapy this year. You know, I, there's a lot of things that I have done this year to reassess what health actually looks like. Mm-hmm. And that was an aspiration. And those are the kind of things that, regardless of your circumstances, you can actually carry forward into 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you may not be able to run a half marathon with a thousand people next right. year. <laughs> That's a goal. Walk- you could walk the block. You could walk a block. Yeah. You could yeah. take some, breathe in the fresh air. Right. That's an aspiration. I want to be a healthier human being, mm-hmm. spiritually, physically, emotionally. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this, one of the challenges, not challenges, but invitations I would give you is, as you're coming into this next year and you're thinking about, you know, how do I approach this year? Don't do it with a set of things you want to accomplish or not accomplish. You, There's a lot out of your control. 2020 made that clear. Mm-hmm. Do it with the kind of character of human being you want to become. Right. You want to become more patient. Do you want to become more kind? Do you want to be able to have difficult conversations about different opinions and politics while still maintaining dignity and respect for somebody else? That'd be a good goal for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah I think I as a that. whole. I love that. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Those are characteristics of a human being, as Kimberly, you said, is being transformed and made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. You can't be disappointed by character formation because no one else is responsible for that besides the Holy Spirit's work in you and you, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so COVID-19, 
the pandemic cannot take that away from us. No, no and I think that's the piece. If you think about Mary and Joseph's story, th- who they were before an angel came, before Magi showed up, informed mm-hmm. how they reacted to the angel, how they reacted to the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh, and the, oh, yeah, you guys need to leave tomorrow. That's right. right. And those are the things, like, we can't control a lot, but we can control who we're becoming and I think one of the things about the season of Epiphany, going back to that, is just the season lasts from January 6th until Lent starts in February. And the purpose (laughs) of it is you just really delve into the life of Jesus. What did Mm. Jesus do? What did he say when he was on earth? And if you're looking for a way to start to see, like, what your character should look like this year, this is probably not a bad place to to get it started. Kimberly, we're really glad that you joined us. And I know that... Um, our next episode, we're going to learn a lot about you, your story, and particularly how to balance hope and realism all at the same time. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for tuning in, everybody. Ashley, give us a sound off. Oh, yeah. Thank you for joining us for our first episode of season two. We're excited to be back. Uh, make sure that you give us the follow on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, all the places. Um, if you have things that you would like to talk about on the podcast, you can feel free to send those to podcast at b4church.org. And if this was encouraging for you today, we would encourage you to share it with a friend. Um, sometimes those are some of the most encouraging things that people share with me. So if you you know somebody that would be touched by today's episode, go ahead and shoot a text or email or whatever that looks like. And we will see you next week. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to visit b4church.org for more information. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe. You can share it with your friends. You can even take a screenshot and share it on social media if you like. Tag us at b4church. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.